Welcome, guys, to another episode of The Tea with MT. My name is Thomasin and... Malobi. Hey, guys. So, obviously, today, as usual, we have incredible, incredible guests with us today. We have the caveman. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We're here now. We're around. We're going anywhere. <laughs> You guys already know today is going to be a very interesting show. We have some interesting topics for you, so we will just kick off. Let's just get into it. But like first, yeah. you guys want to just you know give us a little background for any you know potential new fans. This thing can go to like the depths of the earth. You never know. We're going far. We're going far. We're going far. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, just definitely want to tell the new fans to <laughs> stay heavy always. You yeah. know, and stay heavy while you're listening. Yeah, really. Stay KV, guys. Stay KV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So let's get into our first topic, which is our aperitif, which is basically like the entree topic. You know, it's our, it's our entry. Just some soft vibes, you know. So our first topic today is all about the dreaded D word. Drugs. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it from the perspective of the fact that like, we're all creatives here, right? We're all creatives. And according to Nigerians, creativity is equal to drugs. Therefore, all of <laughs> us here are crackheads, according to Nigerians. And we're kind of here to debunk that and also explore the ideas behind that happening. So mm. we'll just start with, first of all, have you guys ever been classified as crackheads, dr- drug users, the useless ones, the youth, the youths of Nigeria? <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, definitely. It's like if you see us play on stage, that's what you think. These ones are definitely on drugs. I, I said that. Like I thought Benjamin. <laughs> like I was shocked when I found out that he wasn't on anything. Because generally, when you see him perform, you're mm. like, nah, this guy is definitely yeah, on coke definitely or he's on like something. on weed or so. Like, <laughs> yeah. man, yeah. that's that's so interesting. I mean, even me, who's not exactly, I'm not a musician. or I can't sing to save my soul. I know anything. you look like mm. you're doing some drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see? It, it's definitely. Like, oh yeah, creative. Yeah, oh yeah, what drug do you do? No, 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 no. I don't do any of that thing. I mean, the most I do is drink, mm-hmm, <laughs> and that's mm-hmm, not often. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but yeah. I think it's because, like, generally in the creative space, where, so I put it to you first of all, that's not a creative thing. Mm-hmm. I have a nine to five, and a lot of people I know that have nine to fives also engage in drug use. Mm-hmm. Not just for it. It's, we we say a lot of the time that when I'm on this drug, my mind is open. It's, it helps me to distress. Like it helps me to. Sometimes I wonder if we still remember, like in Lagos, in Lekki specifically, that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that weed is illegal. Because everywhere you go, everybody is smoking, everybody is doing like cannabis, doing marijuana, because it's like a generally accepted distresser. Mm. Indian hemp. Yeah. <laughs> and just in case anybody's watching, they're wondering also what this. is exactly because it's like a commonly accepted distresser. So mm. it's not necessarily just a creative thing. I think generally we just think that certain drugs help mm. us to calm down and it enhances our productivity. Mm. But is that facts? Because there are people like him who don't engage in drug use and they're able to distress Why only him, us. Okay, like oh, yeah. no, I'm just saying like there are people us. like that. Do, no, but like, you look like one. No, but when I say when I say so things like alcohol, for example, okay. do you understand? Some people may not do drugs, but they yeah, rely yeah. on alcohol as a distresser. He doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't do any of those things. So are we really just trying to justify it? Especially because like it's seen as a cool thing. Mm. You know, like you're a babe, or oh, you smoke weed. I should buy you. Like guy, like you do certain drugs. I is a chill guy now. He can have a good time. He can turn mm-hmm. up. That's mm-hmm. the general mm-hmm. perception. So, is it really connected to creativity, or is it just something that we do because we are the cool kids, or to be one of the cool kids? Mm-hmm. Um, agreed. I mean, I feel like. I, I work with a lot of artists and I've met people that would come into the studio and be, I'm sure you guys have experienced this to come to the studio and be like, they can't do anything until they smoke. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I'm like, but like, we have four hours in here and my money is going. <laughs> <laughs> like, so what do you mean you need to smoke first? That kind of thing. But like, a lot of people will say that, especially a drug like weed, which 
some people may not even classify as drugs and as a drug anymore but like people will say that like with weed right yeah it helps you to calm down helps you to open your mind helps you to like relax be cool and allow your creativity to flow forth mm-hmm. beyond like all the stress or anxiety that might be happening and i mean there are scientific like there's there's facts yeah, that say that weed allows you to do that mm-hmm. so i guess for me uh, when looking at weed in nigeria we're looking at it as a drug oh my god they classify weed and crack uh, on the same level it's the same thing to them however there are many places outside of nigeria in which weed is no longer classified an illegal drug or even a drug at all mm-hmm. and so the thing is this say uh, like i was telling them today how i went to the store and i saw weed pills cannabis pills do you get i saw cannabis powder and I was asking these guys, do you people know what you people are selling? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, like it's like it's um, Indian hemp, but it has medicinal. So it is. We cannot deny that the medicinal effects or the benefits are there. Yep. And it is even even though it is illegal in its raw form, we have found or there are other ways that it can be produced where it can be consumed like medicinally and whatnot my question now is that do we think there's a direct connection so i'm going to ask you kingsley you're yeah. creative yeah. do you think that there's a direct connection i'm sure you've worked with people who have said to you like i need to smoke before i do anything mm-hmm. do you think that it actually affected their creativity what do you think um i mean this just goes back to the concept of you know um, relativity, which I, I believe in, you know, because I feel like to every man his own meat, you know, whatever mm. works for you, works for you. There are people who don't have to smoke to be creative, and the people who have to smoke or who have to take drugs. Same as, you know, there are people who don't need sleeping pills to sleep. Mm. Some mm-hmm. people need sleeping pills too. True. So I feel like to every man his own his meat, own. you know, mm. the, I mean, if it works for you, fine. If you don't, but the major thing really is, as a creative, don't deceive yourself. If yes. it doesn't work for you, um, <laughs> yeah, it's you, know, thing of it, you have like to train thing now. Yeah, yeah, you have to, you have to Air understand. Pressure. You have to understand that you know, music is spiritual and is really above mm. all these things. So, like. I feel like you should look at the real essence of music as opposed to the trend and the behavioral aspect of, oh, because oh, somebody is smoking weed, you know, and he has, you know, won the Grammy. Me too, I want to smoke weed so that I can win my own Grammy too. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Okay. Really. So like, for me, as a creative, <laughs> as a musician, you know, my advice really is that you know, just, you know, find what works for you and, yeah. you know, stick with it. Yeah. Can I ask something? So generally I know that this is I mean this is a TWMT, so it's a safe space. We're not here to judge. Yeah. But there is the concept of I'm just gonna do it a little. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. Do you think it is possible for you to rely on these drugs without necessarily having a problem? Do you understand? Mm. So we talk about like, so for example, people who have regular nine to fives and you say, okay, every morning before I go to the office, I'm just going to take two or three puffs. I'm just going to take one or two pills. Mm. Do you get, it's basically like micro, like taking in very small quantities. I mean, not necessarily have adverse effects, but will alter your mood. Do you think that that is acceptable? Because I think some, honestly, considering the fact that drugs like marijuana do have medicinal benefits, I think that it's a tough life we're living. And I'm not advocating for, like, drug use or anything, but I do understand when people say, oh, I need a talk one or two times a day to calm down. Because I'm in that same boat. Like, I get stressed out, and I need something to de-stress. Do you think that, like, we blacklist the use of these drugs a bit too much? Mm. Especially because most people are not necessarily going overboard. Yeah. And how do we draw the line? How do we know when you've become an addict? Just like Kingsley said, it's to each their own, right? And at the end of the day, your own level of tolerance and my own level of tolerance are completely different. Completely. There's mm-hmm. a point in which you are taking painkillers, for example. Painkillers are not, they are socially acceptable, right? But they are drugs. <laughs> they are drugs. 
you can and get then, addicted to and them. And you can get addicted to them, mm-hmm. exactly. I know someone who used to take ibuprofen morning, afternoon, night to sleep, to wake up, to go ahead with their day. Actived, bro. There bro. are people that are reliant on Actived. They can't sleep if they've not popped one or two Actived. Exactly. So, like, it's all about you and yourself. If two talks is what's going to help you, and you know, okay, yeah, two talks is cool. And then maybe on Friday or on Monday, that day is stressful. And you just say, okay, you know what? Let me just go to my car and smoke, like, just the whole day. I can just finish it now. I'll be oh. calm. Tomorrow you come again. Maybe I took one day yesterday. I can do another one today. Now, next thing you know, you're taking three, four, five, six, seven. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the end of the day, it's up to you. You have to have that self-discipline, that ability to say, you know, babe, relax. Mm-hmm. Some people don't mm-hmm. have that. Yeah, it's sad. Sorry, one more question. That's okay. <laughs> when it comes to... So, for people that choose or, like, you've been through this before and you decide, okay, I'm not going to do drugs anymore or I have never done drugs. I think that we always need a release. So what's your substitute? Tell me, Sin, I know that, <laughs> I know that you don't do anything. You, you don't do anything as illegal. You don't do drugs or anything. You don't do it. So what's your own release? Benjamin, I want to ask you too. I'm dead. What you guys do? Um, so like, first of all, I, I started off, I went to like a facility to help me to deal with many issues I was having relating mm. to like just drinking, drugs, everything, because I felt that I lost self-discipline and I was beginning to feel like peer pressure into like doing what everybody else was doing. And I'm lucky because I was able to look at myself and say, nah, I don't want to be this person. I don't want to do this. But a lot of people can't do that. Since then... What I've had to, I've been in therapy since then, trying to deal with many of the issues. I knew that I needed therapy. Mm-hmm. So I took that on, and that has helped me. Where I find myself moving towards, because I don't have other forms of release, is. Hmm, I, w- I, used to, I used to say it was men, but it's not men, <laughs> because men are mad. Men <laughs> are mad! I'm tired of all the madness. Yeah. So, like, I'm in this space right now where I'm just trying to, like, understand myself and just focus mostly on, like, being introspective and focus on, like, making myself happy, focus on making the things that I want to do in my life happen. And that has been where, like, I find my release. I can be stressed out eh, and I turn to work, mm. but I wouldn't work on anybody else's shit but my own stuff. So work is your drug. At the moment, Basically. yeah. And that can be bad too. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes like, I overwork to the point of my body is like, babe, relax. Or you're going to kill yourself here. Yeah. But, you know, that's like, there's always going to be something. There's something that will, something will kill a man. Of course. And my own right now seems to be work right. since men are not, <laughs> they're not worth it. Benjamin, what's your own advice? Uh, so this statement you're about to listen, Emmanuel, is from the king. <laughs> <laughs> And with that being said, <laughs> uh, my release would be, I mean, there are different forms. Uh, there is meditation. And my brother same. is a witness with that because he does the same too as well. Um, there is a lot of drumming. So I tend mm. to go about six to eight hours of drumming every day when I'm at home. Um, so work and, too. Uh, yeah. And there's, there's a gym. Mm, that is another. So gym is kind of like a place where you know, you're pumping weights and you're not thinking about any problems. Mm-hmm. Except that pain you're going through right there. You understand? Not I even about you. work. Not even about the money you owe. <laughs> I feel <laughs> you. <laughs> and uh, it's the same with drumming and meditation. You, mm-hmm. know? you just, you're, you're just blank everywhere. Mm. So that's like my release, you know. Mm. Okay. And then, you know, praying helps too as well. Okay. Uh, for those you love and those you hate yeah. at the same time. Yeah. True. True. Calm. True. I think and, and, yeah. and, and sexing. He said, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I actually so, heard yeah. that there's three main like forms of vices. It's either you are into drugs, you are into drink, d- drink, or you are into sex. If you don't have, if if someone meets me and tells me, oh, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I'm like, eh. So. <laughs> Weed, women, and wine. Something, something must That's be it. Something. Yeah. something must <laughs> kill a man, and it's one of those but, three. I just want to say, like, I think that we should also destigmatize or like stop kill the stigma that is attached to rehab and seeking help. Yeah. Mm. Because a lot of the time, it's very easy, it's like a slippery slope. Once you start, 
your schedule is not going to get easier. Mm-hmm. So you're going to become more and more reliant on the things that help you de-stress, the things that open your mind, yeah. so yep. to speak. And before you know it, you can't do without them. Mm-hmm. So I think people should realize that it is possible for you to become dependent on these things. And it doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, you're losing your mind. Yeah. You're not necessarily going to ro- roam the streets of Lagos l- nope. before you know that you have a problem. Yep. So it's okay to seek for help. And like when you hear that someone is seeking help, I think that you should just shut the fuck up and Mm. not turn it into gist and try to spread it in your group chats and whatnot because this person is trying to help themselves. So that's all I have to say on that. Yeah, I I just had to drop Just just to add to that, (laughs) as someone who actually went through that, Mm -hmm. I went through both sides of it of like people looking at me and thinking, ah, she has run mad because I went to seek help. Or people, or me coming out of that situation and Mm. like hearing just about me in the streets that, ah, she ran mad or this happened to her. There was literally nothing that occurred to me. I just realized that I needed to change the path I was on and I made a decision. No one made that decision for me. It was Mm -hmm. a thing of, okay, Thomasin, you have a life goal and right now, you are meant to be at this point and you are not there yet. Why? And I feel like it's because your attention is on something else. You're becoming dependent on something else to bring you happiness, mm-hmm. to bring you joy, to bring you peace, mm-hmm. to bring you down from any like anxiety or anything like that. And I was like, no, there must be another way to deal with this. And so I found another way. Yeah. And it was probably the one thing in the last three years of me living in Lagos that completely changed like the entire like mm-hmm. pathway I was on. And I have not looked back. Hallelujah. Yeah, I, I feel like, you know, another thing we should also <laughs> um, put into mind is that not everybody can afford therapy. So mm. if, if you know that in future you can't <laughs> afford therapy, oh. you have to just like... So there's, there's always a sacrifice for everything. So mm-hmm. what I would say is, you know, as a creative, you have to sleep better, you have to eat better, you know, so that's like it doesn't just all add up to... Yeah. Uh, like surprising. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. if you know that... Like me right now, I can't afford therapy, so um, <laughs> I, I just do I just do what I can do, yeah, you know. I, yeah, just yeah. change your lifestyle. Mm, so yeah. if you're if you're smoking weed, know that you should like reduce maybe drinking or like eating a lot of fried stuff because at the end of the day, you know, yeah, it's all sacrifice, you know. So, yeah. um, yeah. So that's that's really what I have to say. Just watch your lifestyle too, as a creative. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, definitely think so. Um, I think for me, just to add to what you say as well, about people not being able to afford therapy, that's facts. Another thing that we have to think about is the fact that, like, people you are around matter Mm -hmm. a lot. A lot, a lot. And, like, your support system is very important. At the end of the day, your friendship groups, your family... I mean, some people consider their friends. I consider Malubi family. Like, Aww. she's like a sister to me. I know. So, like, she, a lot of the things I think about, the things that happen in my life, I, ex- I express to her and I appreciate and take her advice 80% of the time. Mm. Yeah, 20% is my own mind, mm. you know? But, like, it's not every time I agree with you, right? Yeah. And sometimes I do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I, I know that your advice is valuable to me. And so if you don't have therapy, know that your support system must be strong. So get introspective. Support system here. Get introspective. Look at yourself. Look at the people that are around you and figure out, okay, are these people really there for me? If I am about to jump off Ted Milan Bridge, Mm-hmm. Would they rush to Ted Milan Bridge to make sure that I don't jump? Would they go out of their way to ensure that I'm in a good place? Would they put me in an uncomfortable situation? Would they just about me if I go to rehab? Mm-hmm. But in the inve- in, in the <laughs> events that you know your support group, you know all of you smoke weed, and like <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, you want to stop? I can't afford therapy. Um, well, that's gonna can't. happen. Yeah, I feel like the best thing to do at that point is to find the people that are in my sub, that were no, in my support group who don't smoke or exactly. who are not in my support group at that time. But mm-hmm. I found people who don't smoke who are actually mm. cool people. And I thought, oh, I thought you smoked too. And they're like, nah, man, I don't. Or I, I mm. go to the gym or like this is my own way of dealing with that. Mm. And I found them and I just got to understand their own mindsets and start to adopt some of their mindsets. It just helps. Mm-hmm. Talk to people. Don't 
keep to your support group mm. all the time because you might yeah. find that you might find support outside your yeah. and honestly i think when we say support group we should think wide like mm. it doesn't have to necessarily be your friends people mm. that sometimes yeah. it could be somebody like a mentor that you have it could be yeah. there's always going to be someone who is non-judgmental open-minded and cares about your well-being exactly. that's your support group exactly. you get that's your support group, yeah and basically. before we we um we move on to the next topic. I must say that weed is the strongest, strongest plant ever. Um, yeah, argue, argue with your research and your history. No research there. No research there. So, <laughs> let's wrap up this topic and move on. While we're on the topic of destigmatizing drug use, because, I mean, we've agreed there are a few benefits to certain drugs, we should also talk about destigmatizing people's genitals, what they choose to do with it, who mm-hmm. they choose to do it with. Mm-hmm. So find out what we are going to be talking about after the break. Yo, yo, peace. <laughs> Hey guys, this is the pregame, and as you already know, this is where we get our guests to drink. So we're playing with the cavemen today, and our game today is new. So those of you who have been with us from the beginning, we're introducing yet another game called Tea or Trash. (laughs) And basically, we're going to give you guys questions, and you respond whether what we've said is tea or if it's trash. And if they are correct, Thomasin and I will drink, and if they are wrong, they will drink. Oh, Today will be Kingsley doing the drinking. <laughs> so, this is the sex myth edition of Tea or Trash. And the first thing I'm going to ask you, masturbation is bad for you because it can lead to blindness in men and it decreases sexual performance. Trash. Trash. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's trash. It's trash for you. Your battery is low. I know. So, Tomisin and I will drink. <laughs> Where are our teacups? Okay. We'll just run this one. Yeah. Drunk. <laughs> okay, so. Oh. <laughs> Raw. It didn't finish it. This is enough. Okay, so the second sex myth is sex affects athletic performance. So you know how footballers say, like, when you're playing, you shouldn't have sex and all. Is it tea or trash? Trash. Trash. It's trash. You know why it's trash? Sorry. Because, like, if, if, if I knock, now I go gym, I carry weight like stupid. <laughs> Okay, tell me, sing, drink oh, the next one. Everybody, drink please, next drink, 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 let's drink, let's drink, let's drink, drink up, drink up, guys. <laughs> drink okay. up. Have a certain scars in this drink. The average, average duration for one round of sexual intercourse is between 20 and 30 minutes. Trash. Trash. It's tea. It's tea. It's tea. Like, the average it's was for one round. It's for one round. It's for sex it's now. It's for sex. Yeah. One round. Yeah. Oh no! Oh, no! One round starts from penetration. Yeah, it's, that's that's to us. For it's four play, no, oh, no, no, no. See. So you are going to drink because ideally the average when it comes to penetration, you know, penetration lasts for between seven to thirteen minutes. But the entire process <laughs> no. from foreplay. So, what, what do you call to, one round? No, 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 no. One round chill, is chill, like from chill. kissing to no. to ah, orgasm. Ah, so the second the second what, round, round is one round is when no, no. no. second round is what? Second round is another kissing to orgasm. Now, it's not It's tea. It's tea. So all those men that be telling you that like I don't come for hours is a lie. No, no do, you know, do you know? I literally, it's I literally thought that foreplay. Because it's, it's then the round starts from penetration. But now, but so speaking, <laughs> sometimes don't be like ah, babe. Let's yeah, just say but they and average. Go. Average. The average, the average round of sexual intercourse from kiss to yeah. orgasm is what about thirty minutes. No, from doko. from touch, from public <laughs> to orgasm is about what thirty minutes. <laughs> I literally okay. thought. I literally uh, uh, thought that. <laughs> okay, so the last question for the night, guys. 
You can't get pregnant if you have sex on your period. Tea or trash? You can't get pregnant if you have sex on your period. Your period is the safest time to have sex. Because you can't get pregnant. It's trash. Tea or trash? It's trash. It's trash. Do you think it's tea or trash? It's trash. Because women are honey, very honey when they're on your period sometimes. Do you think it's tea or trash? It's trash. Mm-hmm. You can't get pregnant when you're on your period. Most people have sex during their period yes, because they, li- they say it's the like safest it. time to have sex. No, it's trash. It's trash. You said uh, they like it. Say. No, I don't know. It's, it's trash. trash. Just tea trash. or trash? It's, it's tea. It's trash. <laughs> no, no, it's trash now. They are just booing us. It's trash. Yeah, trash. <laughs> Final I'm, answer. I'm going to go with... I, I, I don't have, like, you know, a very expert, expert knowledge, but... Take and yeah, drink. It's trash. Of course, it's trash. Okay, so studies have actually bullshit. shown that <laughs> <laughs> because women, sperm women lasts for a like, total of about five days, like, sperm can stay alive in a woman. Like, so if you have sex during your period, there's actually a chance that you can bre- get pregnant. I, <laughs> I said because sperm stays alive in a woman's body for up to five days. Yes, of course. It's actually possible to get pregnant. So it's not very safe to have sex during your period. So ladies, if you want to do just do it because you like it. It's not because it's safe because it's not (laughs) it's not safe. Bye guys. Um yes. Thank you so much. We love you. Please stay heavy always. Welcome back. It's still the tea with MT. <laughs> and we're moving into our pour me a stiff drink section, which is basically our serious topic for the day. Today we'll be discussing open relationships, long distance, and polyamory tips and tricks. Basically showing you or letting you know why certain situations may not be the best for you. And if you choose to go into it, how to manage it. So how many of you guys here have been in an open relationship? Benjamin Kingsley, Tommy Sin. Never. <laughs> never, ever, 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 ever. How about long distance? Have you guys tried long Definitely. distance before? Definitely. Yeah, lots of times. What's yeah. your. Especially in secondary school. Ah, secondary school. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he got no phones. There's no way. You know, that's why he gets better. Email. You just <laughs> a letter. Email or like letter. Or buy recharge card. I just buy. I used to buy a charge ah, card for me. one babe. And get no like, like and you get no like me. Damn. Yes, oh. yeah, so I used to buy. I used to buy a two hundred naira charge card every like Saturday. And she, and she did. She my, liked somebody. Out of my one thousand naira fee. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. It was it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when we used to get that's when we used to actually get creative, you know, like you know, all the did you, did you get all those books that have all those like Lyrics. messages? Yes, yeah. text. And you know say, ah, oh, you're my air, you're the air that I'm doing. Did it hurt when you fell from heaven? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you guys, what do you think about monogamous relationships? I think that monogamy is like an unrealistic expectation most times. But what are your thoughts? Do you believe in monogamy? Do you believe in having multiple partners realistically? Especially when your gen- your major partner is in a distant location. What are your thoughts on hmm. I feel like we are animals, right? Let's start from there. <laughs> We're animals, like, we're, we're humans, we're animals, right? And if you think about it from a evolution point of view, uh-huh. monogamy is unrealistic for animals, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Before you bring in the topic of marriage and, like, you know, law into, like, relationships, as human beings, you find yourself in situations where you... Maybe like one person, but you're feeling somebody else at the same time. You go out one night, you meet somebody you like, you suddenly like them too, and it becomes all... That's normal. It's normal to be in those positions. So monogamy for me is unrealistic until you bring in law. And the only reason why law then works within that monogamy space is because you are now saying you want to be a a law-abiding citizen. When you say law, you mean marriage. Yeah, no, marriage is not law. (laughs) So I say that until marriage, 
monogamy is like an unrealistic expectation. So when people are together, it's a choice you make. <laughs> yeah, you make that decision. Until, that's why I said that until law comes in, before it's like okay, yes, yeah, cemented. But if you are dating somebody and this is my boyfriend, this is my girlfriend. It's a decision you then make. You mm-hmm. can decide within that relationship to see other people, especially if you're in a long-distance relationship. It's a decision you make. It's a conversation to be had with the person that you're seeing that, okay, yeah, you are in Spain. I am in Ojuelegba. There's no way I have needs. I'm going to go out and meet people. People are going to move to me. I'm going to, like, maybe flirt but you're my main person like mm-hmm. it's a decision you have with that person at the end of the day so but if you're not in a relationship you're on your days you're moving alone you would make that decision of what you want to be in until law if you decide to marry if you don't decide to marry continue your life the way you want to live your life yeah. but do you think so speaking on like long distance now do you think that cheating is an inevitable part of long distance relationships. I want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think? Do you think it's forgivable? Do you think it's expected? It's like an unspoken possibility. When you decide to date somebody and he's in the UK and you're in Nigeria, it's standard. I'm going to fuck other people. You're going to fuck other people, but we won't talk about it. What, what <laughs> I think is that is, <laughs> what I think is that is respectful to mm-hmm. have the conversation first before doing anything. It's just simple respect. If you want to, to sleep with somebody else or you know, you want that person. <laughs> <laughs> you you guys you have to call call the person and be like, yeah, see you, see what I want to do. So because you, it's not fair if you actually just go ahead to do it. So you'd be cool with let's say you're dating somebody in Kenya and she say, Hey Benjamin, I met someone, I have needs, mm. I'm gonna sleep with him. So like, <laughs> I mean it I'm I mean I like if if I have a babe, I like to be I like just two of us, yeah. long or not. You understand? Same. And if she tells me that, see, I want to sleep with other people, I'm like, okay, bye bye. Uh, th- that's my own style. Yeah. Your mm. personal decision. The personal thing for me. Yeah. So that's what I feel about, about that. that. That is that. I, I personally feel like when it comes to long distance, infidelity is sort of an unspoken expectation, hmm. especially when it's long term. So you're separated for some, from somebody that you love for six months, eight months, 12 months. I think that's you, if you cheat, that's on you. Yeah. But if you haven't seen this person for five years, bro, are, are you telling me that you who is sexually active? Unless maybe like you don't, do you understand? Like, I think that, and I, I think it goes beyond like just like sex and intimacy. Mm-hmm. I think basically like your ability to even resolve conflicts that you have is like depreciated when you are far from each other Mm. so it is expected you're going to have to find a way to balance it out do you get it so it may not necessarily be the most ideal but it is the realistic expectation and if we are if we are telling ourselves the truth that's what's happening i can't think of one person that's doing long distance like up the top off the top of my head in my entire network of friends and my network of friends is a large man I can't think of anybody who is doing long distance who is not moving mad on their partner. If you're my lobby's friend right now, you're listening <laughs> to me. <what you're> <laughs> ah, I swear that. I'm not even trying to judge you guys. I'm not even trying to judge them because it is realistic. I mean, mm. when you're with someone, you've been with the person for like five, six years. You don't want to end it, but I get an opportunity to go to Canada. I'm going to take it. And then we don't see each other for four years. You think I won't be for... Are you joking? Uh, that, that, that's why I said it's respectful like, to have the conversation. It's, 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 yeah, just it's just respectful. It's or, just respect. Wait, is it respectful to have the conversation or not have the conversation? To, to have, have it. Conversation. Not having it is disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Uh-uh. Trust I, me. No cues. I'm so not saying that I should have the conversation. The, no. the politically correct. The politically correct Malubi says, "Yeah, have the conversation." Like the real Malubi, um, that thing. Ah, Malubi don't swerve. Because like, long distance is already hard enough. No, it's really, it's really hard. Once you put into question trust, like that's once you, that's yep. the end, bro. Mm. That's the end. Like, I, I personally feel like I would not recommend long distance. But if you're gonna do it, do it for short periods at a time, and you have to be all in. I don't expect that you meet somebody and you've been in a relationship for three months and you want the person is going to Canada, bro. Bye. <laughs> like <laughs> it's that simple. But if you've been with someone and you want it's to not take that it, simple. 
Um, uh, if you've been together for three months, there are guys and that get married Canada. after three months. So Bye for true. me. That's, that's the people that get married after three months, like I feel like it's not even about okay, yeah, you want you want, after three months, your guy tells you, oh, I'm I have a job opportunity. You, I'm moving to Switzerland. Okay, Come cool. On. Our relationship. What what is the expectation? You have to have those conversations. Yes, you you can't just say, okay, mad. You're gonna make more money. Cool, send money back home. You can't just be feeling felene. You can't do that. Sorry, you must have those conversations. Have I think that realistically, if I'm dating someone for three months, unless maybe like we've been in a situationship for a while, if it's a new situation, I'm not even going to bother myself, man. And I'm telling you that this is just facts. Because a relationship in close proximity is a full-time fucking job. Yes. Commitment. Do you understand? Imagine being with somebody that's in Yankee and the person is six hours behind you. Oh. When I'm going to bed, you are waking up. When you're, like, what the hell <laughs> is that? So Which, what is there to it's fight even for? Hard for friendship. What, do you understand? Let alone, yeah. I, like, I do not subscribe to long distance unless it's someone that you legit want to be with, like long term. Like, yeah. I'm talking about marriage. I want to marry you and you are going to Canada, then we will have a discussion. If it's a three-month-old, I just met you in the gym. Bro, bye. And <laughs> 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 I think that other, like, when it comes to the conversation of monogamy, I think that the reason why it seems to be so hard, despite it being the ideal, is because we are so close-minded and we don't explore other options. There are people who are in, like, polyamorous situations or what we would describe as a throuple three people would you be fine with that like you have two girlfriends or your girlfriend or even in that's your relationship maybe your girlfriend also has two boyfriends but you all know each other and you don't step out of that situation i feel like with regards <laughs> all these things yeah First of all, you know, talk is cheap. <laughs> Facts. Second of all, manage your expectations, not just for relationships, <laughs> but for life. You know, that's the principle I go by. You know, I always manage my expectations because somebody can tell you, oh, we are lovers, we are, you know, it's us that did Titanic together. <laughs> you know, and still fuck up. You know, we're human beings. Third, is that you have to know your partner, like, you know, you have to have the right partner, man, because, like, somebody who understands you, because, trust me, long distance works work for people who, you know, are too interested in each other, like, people, you know, the uh, open relationship will work for people who okay, it will work man. for, you know, well, the poly, poly, whatever, it will work for the people who are interested in it, you know, so it just depends on, like, the depth of your relationship, it depends on the depth of your interests as partners, you know, so, like, I think once these three things are sorted, I feel like everybody will be fine. I know people that are in long-distance relationships yeah, that have doing made well. this work. They're having virtual that, sex. There's virtual sex, There's fucking virtual sex. I was literally sex. watching People Kim FaceTime Co- and fuck... I was watching Kim's Convenience, like, yesterday uh-huh. or something, really? and on one episode they're talking about, one of the guys has gone to business school, something like that, and these guys were having, like, they were sending each other some... Yeah, it was that thing, Tiffan, Tiffan police type videos to each other. That's how they made it work. They enjoyed it. They enjoyed yeah, dressing like up people, and sending each other random videos. Yeah. Like they found ways to. And, and see, yeah. technology now. There's some like yeah. products you yeah. can buy for your baby, or you can buy for yourself. Exactly. That allows you to use your phone, touch something, yeah, and it's touching on your babe. Like yeah. you guys are focused very strongly on sex. And no, I get not, no. Let me. I I, mm. I get it. I get it because mm. I always say that like that if a relationship is a car, sex is the fuel. I'm not mm. even mm. kidding that about it. However, that's not the only role. That's why it's I important can, to know your partner. I can tell you for a fact that like I personally deal with conflict better in person. I mm. can't be having arguments with somebody in Yankee. I will block trust your me, father. You. Wait, no, no, I trust will block me. Trust me. Your life, you man. Malubi, tra- Malubi, trust me. When you find somebody that sparks you, huh. trust me, like that's what I'm saying. That's like, you have to you have to remember something I said. I said talk is cheap. 
It's cheap. It's different when you're in the field. Mm. It's, it's totally <laughs> no, different. Go like, out to the field. I, I truly feel like if you find someone that like this is your person, yeah, all this your I conflict person, you will learn how to conflict. Trust me. Virtually, uh, I get sure. that. Like I'm not gonna lie because I have cared about somebody very deeply. I have considered. Slash, I'm considering long distance. It's not even something that I think it is like it's not possible. I just think that this person, as you said, has to be your person. Yes. I don't believe in people who, oh, you've been together one month, two months. The Trust me, yeah, people your, possible. My dear, <laughs> best of luck and enjoy my your lose. life. <laughs> That's my stance. You can meet your person, but from experience, I can tell you my that lose. you can meet your person my ten lose. times. What, what I would say, I have met what my I person say, more than what once. I would say is, pe- what I would say is that I don't think <laughs> That you've met that person. No, nobody, nobody has passed you yet. <laughs> Trust me, like by the time, see, I don't. You don't need three months. Is it five days? You as in? You need a week. It's true. One weekend. One weekend. Just one weekend. Then you want to. You're good. You're right. And I agree that you can meet your person multiple times, right? Because I believe that, like, you don't just have one person in this life. I feel like I've met my person before. We ended. It took me almost four years to move on. Yeah. But I moved on. But that was my person, no doubt. And I knew yeah. that in one night. Yeah. One I night. Get that. I get that. I get Please, that. Titanic still exists. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, don't enter the water. <laughs> but have you guys heard of this thing called the V? What's that? A V is basically <laughs> when you are dating two people but they're not dating themselves. Yeah, and they know about it. So that's polygamy, basically. Yeah, or polyandry. Polygamy has, uh, it has many, there's many... That's actually polygamy. There are many polygamy. I met someone yeah. who was in this situation. Now, the thing is that the babies didn't know themselves. If they knew themselves, would it be better than if they didn't know uh, themselves? I mean, wait, uh, do they know that this is going on? No, I'm saying that Bro, they don't Bro, that's know. cheating. <laughs> What is different? It's cheating. It's cheating. It's to what, who? Let's call it what it to is. Both of them. It's cheating <laughs> because. Uh-uh. So, are you saying that there's some parts of poly- polygamy or polyamory that is not polyamory really, but cheating? I'm sorry, but a polyamorous situation. If everybody is not aware, bro, you are cheating. I'm just saying polygamy. We are not all aware. What, what you if everybody is aware? What if everybody is aware that you're a playboy? And, or you're a <laughs> <girl>? <laughs> <laughs> so now like, that that has been so like I, I feel like this thing still boils down to these three things to mm. be honest like just knowing your partner managing your expectations and now I'll add optimism mm-hmm. and okay. um, when King yeah. for president when you say know your partner but this situation that you've described now mm-hmm. eh, you can't tell that someone is going to cheat. And you see this thing that you, you say, you know your partner. There are men that will tell you, babe, I did for you. They are telling 10 babes, I did for you. No, that see, that's not. You that's have the you want thing. to know your so, partner. No, you can. Let me tell you what. If you date from the West, if you like Yoruba people, this is not new to you. <laughs> no, no. I did for you all, bro. No, no, see, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. See, always falls down to these three things. Now, that's where you now manage your expectations. Mm-hmm. Mm. By mm-hmm. yeah, so like before you enter you anything, lawyer. before you, before you enter anything, like relationship wise, <laughs> the the best thing to do is really work on yourself because when you work on yourself, you don't have problems with this minute thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. By the time you know how to actually like you know bank your emotions and you know when to do what, man, I feel like everything will be solved. To be mm-hmm. honest, like it doesn't pass it. Like once you know that talk is cheap. Once you know how to manage your expectations and once you know your partner for who your partner really is. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's I mean, fair. Fair. Lawyer. <laughs> that, that's my lawyer right there, guys. <laughs> we love to see you. But, that's my okay, lawyer right okay. there. Okay, another, another thing. Have you guys heard of people that they call unicorns? Yeah. Please describe that, please. Are you boys here or did I ask this question? A unicorn... Is someone who engages in sex with couples 
if I was single, I would like to be a unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> Engage in non. I think that. <laughs> I think that the unicorn position, while it could be very lonely, <laughs> I think it's the safest space to be. Really? Especially if you are a, like, you like to go, like, you like risque sex, you like to engage in threesomes. I think it's the safest place to be because if you like it. Yeah, that's what I said. If you like it, if you are a unicorn, if you enjoy being that, then I think it's the safest place to be. Why? Because you have zero expectations. I'm literally just there to get my orgasm and move on. I'm not trying to marry you. I'm not trying to love you. I'm not trying to... If you put fights because I fucked one better than the other, that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> you but it, it's just tough. call me next time it's you're tough, honey. It's tough to be a unicorn when there's like extreme BDSM, you know? Because hey. you know you know that you're going to be the slave of the arm. Oh, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, just, just but the, if you're into that, that's what yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah, then no then good luck. Just, just the, just the, yeah, like, so you just, <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> the, just the two. But we can't, we can't deny the fact that a lot of the time, like, mm. people need a third party to course, spice yeah. up their relationship. And as I say, like, we stigmatize all these things so much. We, we uphold monogamy as unrealistic as it is. Do you understand? If we all know that you have boyfriend number two, I have girlfriend number two, we'll be okay. Yeah, mm. I mean, we'll be okay, honestly. Just know what works for you, man. But like, okay, <laughs> what if you are a polyamorous person, but you find yourself with someone who wants to be monogamous? Uh, you and de- then you then dis- you dip you declare your interest and if it doesn't work what if there's... you want to be with that person yeah, too, I but mean, you there, know that in there, the back of your there, mind uh, you are there a has to be, person there has to be a discussion and there has to be a compromise if there's no compromise then you're deep huh. simple I think that in this day and age majority of the relationships that are formed get intimate or physical before boundaries are defined mm. before titles mm. are added so you will know who you're with I think that if I am a monogamous person and you are polyamorous and you mention to me that you want to be with someone in all in the name of, oh, I'm communicating, I'm being open, I will hold it against you. Mm. In my mind, it means I want to cheat. Mm. I w- you want to cheat. That's what it is. Do you get Because you're a monogamous so, person. I don't, I don't even think that it's a communication thing. I think you know your person before you get into it. In this day and age, we're having casual sex. We're dating. We know each other before we decide to commit. We're so afraid of commitment that a lot of the time we hold off on it for a while. So you may not know other things, you but you, you definitely know, know what your partner likes. You sexual getting into a casual relationship. Most people just... For, let me tell you, man. Somebody just walking. <laughs> relationship casual. Oh, I want to accept this person. Before you know it, you're in a relationship. But I don't. I think that majority of the time, if nothing else, you will know as the way you describe relationships because they transition from sex, casual sex to relationships. You will know your partner's sexual preferences. Mm. Majority of the time, when you test out your freaky tendencies, is when there's little or no commitment. You have nothing to lose. Hmm. So if you are a threesome person, if you like to have sex with other people, I would have gauged before I start dating you 80% of the time. Hmm. <coughs> then the 20%. Oh, my, the 20%, God be with you. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're... Well, in, yeah. in, in Lagos, right, it seems like casual sex is our default. It yeah. seems like that's the way. See, like I have said many times on this show, I'm tired of the streets. The streets are not good to me. I've not had it easy in the streets. And I'm sick of it. But the rest of Lagos seems to be loving it. I'm not understanding why they're loving it. Where am I going wrong? Maybe you can try corporate sex. I will take some pointers <laughs> from you later. <laughs> it seems like you may know more where I'm going wrong. Wow. But like, wow. But like, I just feel like in Lagos here, right, we're all very up the op- We're all very non-committal. We're like, yeah, you know, it, casual sex is it. Mm-hmm. Is where things lie. Is it a good place to be? Because I, I find myself in situations and I've tried very hard to ensure that where, wherever I find myself, I kind of 
pattern it in a way that there's communication from the very beginning. This is what me I want from you. This is what I expect of you. I know that you might fall my handle, but I know I will not allow myself to be upset or offended when you fall my hand. Just move on. But is that a good way to live? Would I end up finding my person if I'm continuously in situations in which I'm like, this is what me I want, this is what you want. No, Yawa, let's move that way. I feel like you will. You know, it's just, you know, just, that's why, yeah, you can't, you can never escape working on yourself. Because once you know yourself, you know the people who, you know what fits. Mm. You know, so that's why it's so important. That's like the foundation. A lot of people don't know themselves. Mm -hmm. I can tell you for free. A lot of people, I'm saying out of like 100 youths, 100% of the youths, you know, like literally like 70% don't. Mm. So it really boils down to knowing yourself mm. and knowing what you stand for. By the time you know, and I would say this, like you need to have your own laws. There's no mm. place that can exist smoothly without laws. So mm. as a person... You have to see yourself as a country. You have to see yourself as an as an entity, as a company. You have to have your own regulations. Mm-hmm. So this is what this is what you know. I'll take this. Is what I won't take. By the time you know these things, you know mm-hmm. you won't you just need really solve the problem. Yeah. I just want to say, and this is my word to you, Thomasin, as a friend. <laughs> I think that <clears throat> the reason why you are in the streets is because you are able to accept things which are not what you want. And it's, it may be extreme, but if you're looking to protect yourself and protect your heart, em- like protect yourself emotionally, don't even tolerate people who don't align with what you want. Mm. Do you understand? You don't even need to be seeing where it goes. You don't need to be hanging. You don't need to be spending time. Yes, if you are here for casual sex, and I'm here because I'm trying to fall in love, we don't have any business taking it further than that. What do you want conversation? Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah. it's very extreme because yeah. I mean, like, but you know, be wood now. Like, if this person doesn't want, at least I can get this from that. But like, it's a literal slippery slope. Yeah. As long as you continue to interact with people, your feelings will get involved. Mm-hmm. If this person's feelings are not involved from the get go, you have no business being there. Yeah. So th- I think that's the same way to manage it. Like, if you want to succeed as a polyamorous person. Date people that want to be with other people. If you want to be, general, if you want long distance and you know that this is going to happen, have the conversation. Don't be with somebody that cannot handle it. Jonas, yeah. it's just a don't tolerate what you don't want to continue. Yeah, exactly. You can never, you know, you can never convince a horse to fly because there's no way a horse can fly because it doesn't have wings. So, somebody who is, you know, a playboy or a playgirl, he can't. You just, you know, do you know? Yeah, but like, I don't know about you guys. Have you ever guy had Malobi? This is for you, Sha. God, I beg. Have you ever been somewhere? I don't know, Dobiba, Boliva, Baba. Baba. And you look around and you're like, Omo, I don't fuck up for this room. Omo, oh, in my head. God, I beg. Lagos is too small. I think that the, the dating pool in Lagos is already casted. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. nah. <laughs> but I have been in those situations where some of them might even have like met each other before and they don't know mm-hmm. that exactly percent of the time they mm-hmm. have met each other. It's, Lagos is just too small. It's not even an unrealistic ask. Like, oh, have you been with people? Now? Of course, almost everybody has slept with each other. <laughs> <laughs> if you actually ask around, you will find like in mm-hmm. a specific space, everybody there has smash somebody there that has smashed somebody there that's also there that's like it's this crazy this lego scene is spoiling i'm just ah, going to say two things as i said before don't tolerate what you don't want to continue and two you guys please i hope you're having safe safe sex safe. <laughs> all the sex that's going on in lagos please ensure that you are using the required protection ensure that you're not exchanging body fluids with people you don't know and whatnot get tested and just continue to live a safe responsible life thank you thank you very much thank, thank you, you. Okay, so I mean, I think Malobi just kind of wrapped that up. Yeah, she did very really good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. thank you very much, Malobi, for uh, you guys join us. Uh, are you kidding? No, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Thank you Fine. very much.
Okay, so we're on to our last topic for the day, guys. And we're talking about exposure. The currency for reals. <laughs> the, the currency in which a lot of Nigerian uh, employ employers seem to think that creatives need to be paid in, which I don't understand. And even not even just employers, but other people as well. I'm sure you guys have had situations where someone will come to you and be like, ah, you I want to work, I wanna work. <laughs> that I wanna work. I hate it so much. Yeah, it so much. What's your plan behind the working? What does it really mean? Say, oh yeah, I wanna collaborate. Guys, what does collaboration we'll mean? We'll do something big. What does, yeah, we have something big coming. You know? Something's <laughs> gonna come up. Money we made. Where is the money going to be made uh, from? You guys, tell me something. Tell me about any time when somebody has ever come to you with that and it was all bubble. Man, a lot of times. Really. It happens every time. Um, it happens every time. After every you know, show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have. So, I always say this thing people that are not speak English too much. When they start talking, man, you know, they'll say, we are, we are the ones that supported you. <laughs> well, you know, but, um, at the end of the day, man, like you just have to know um, where you stand as an artist and you know what your goals are as an artist. And you know, with collaborations, the person who is talking to you, what is the person bringing like if the person isn't paying you like how is it going to benefit you because you have to think of yourself because that's what you're thinking of mm-hmm. you know so with collaborations you have to be very sensible about it that's why it's good to have a management if you can you know have like group of friends who can like really advise you on what and what because trust me we've made huge mistakes like and that's the thing you have to allow yourself to make those mistakes you know mm-hmm. as now it's not like you know something and you now intentionally make a mistake. No. But if the mistake comes and it's already too late, acknowledge the mistake, you know, look at the situation and feel like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm moving on. I'm learning from... Like, we've had, you know, crazy... Like, for, you know, we're, we're young artists, you know, so, like, for us to have experienced what we have experienced within this short time means that a lot of celebrities are suffering. You know, so it's important. What I've learned so far, what we've learned so far, that it's important to know yourself is it, as an artist. It's mm-hmm. important to, you know, keep working hard, you know, because like it's the work that will speak for you. Mm-hmm. And it's important to know, you know, um, um, you know, your craft and your the history behind your craft. And whoever is talking to you about collaboration, it's important to know your bargaining power. Mm-hmm. As an artist, I, it's important to know the bargaining power of the person talking to you and, you know, mm-hmm. know what happens in the industry. And this industry, you you have to actually create your own industry yeah, because, like, mm. as far as I'm concerned, there's no industry, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So you have to really create your own industry, yeah. So I just want to ask, based on your experience, I'm going to be very straightforward. Do you think that it is required for you to work for free for a certain time as a creative? Or do you think that people are just being slave drivers? If you don't work for free, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, you're So it's a standard. You must work for free. Even the biggest of the biggest artists in the world, they still do free free things till now. Yeah. It's it's a standard. Mm -hmm. It's necessary. Yeah, even as a lawyer, like for you to be a for you to be a senior advocate, you have to you have to have done like a lot of pro bono yeah. stuff. Yeah, mm. yeah. and even even for companies, there's something called CSR, which is uh-huh, like corporate uh-huh. social responsibility. You have to also do that to to have like um, goodwill. Mm. You understand? So it's necessary, like necessary. as yeah. So how do you now draw the line? Because especially, so this is not even as a an, an established artist, as an upcomer, mm. a lot of the time you see this thing that you've said it will stretch for years. Of course, do you understand? And you're putting a lot of money into developing your craft, yes. developing yourself. So mm. at what point? Sometimes I feel like if you don't ask for your respect, you never get it. Mm. Do you understand? So, at what point do you decide that I'm going to ask for money and it's going to be like, ah, uh-uh, who is this one? Yeah. Who is this, who is this I, I feel like, you know, I, I know why I'm really involving myself in this because I really want people to, like, you know, um, get things from how I see things as well. Mm-hmm. 
So there's something I believe in which is don't borrow what you can't, don't borrow somebody what you can't dash them because uh-huh, it will uh-huh. affect you. So as as a creative, don't give so much, especially when it's free stuff, don't give so much that you can't get back or that you can't recover from. You know, so in anything you're doing, you just have to know that, man, I don't know what I'm saying, but um, I hope you guys get the point. <laughs> What, what what me I think what, what me I think about this is that you know it's it's also time mm. you you will know yeah you just it, you will know it comes naturally yeah we were playing free gigs for a long, long time, time bro. long time and then there was a time where like you know it, it, it kept increasing ten k we're crossing one k for gig. <laughs> it will just be going up yeah. as you keep moving, as you keep working hard. Yes, yeah, you keep working so hard. So that it comes with time. I, 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 I think well. you know, it's it's so universal. A lot of things are universal because, like, knowing yourself mm-hmm. is just mm. like foundational. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Everything you want to do in life, you understand. Like, once you know your value, and once you have people who actually know your value, yes. You know, I think you know the sky is really your beginning points because, yeah. like, there are times when people call. You know, we've had a situation where somebody called us actually, called me and told me, "Oh, um, Kevin, we are paying you this and this for this gig," and trust me, like, I won't have charged the person half of that. Yeah, mm. yeah, you get what I'm saying. That's happening. A lot. <laughs> I wouldn't have tried to pay that. So I had to form. I had to say, okay, we'll think about it. But in my mind, I'm like, oh my God. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, you have you just, you know, really boils down to like knowing yourself, working hard, and, you know, having the right people around you. Having the right With people around you. Collaborations. Please, man. please, yeah. tick that. Artists, creatives, please, 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 please. Have the right people uh, around like, you, please. You don't have to collaborate, to be mm-hmm. honest. Mm-hmm. Like, artists, artists, for real. Like, this, this, this one now is no joke. Mm. You don't have to collaborate if you don't feel it. Yes. This one, I'm talking of featuring now. It has, mm. come, it has come naturally. You don't have to, trust me, because yes. like Bob Marley mm. did a lot without collaborations. Yep. Fela did a lot oh, without collaborations. Sense. You know, Femi Kuti did a lot without, you know, collaborations like that. You get what I'm saying? So mm. like, as an artist, you have to really build yourself first yeah, before, you, know. before mm. you are wondering about, oh, who will I put on this song? Like, no, please, no. you know, please just like really focus on the music. What do you say? But, like, how does that play into, like, interpersonal relationship management? Because a lot of the time, when people give that whole line of, oh, I just want to work on myself, I just want to... They come off as, like, egocentric or proud or where has this one reached that they want to do? So how do you balance it such that you're choosing the collaborations that work for you but at the same... Because it's a community, that's the truth. It's an art, like, for the creative community generally, news spreads. Mm -hmm. There are certain people, there was some, we're talking about bringing somebody on the show and you said to me, and she won't show up. Standard news spreads. There are people who there are also people who have like a reputation for saying, or like despite giving people a platform, his his um tag or his identifier is oh this guy does not pay for work. So how do you strike a balance between like collaborating and either being a dickhead or being the slave driver that does not pay work or pay for work and whatnot? How do you strike that balance? I mean, just knowing the benefits really. It has to be mutually beneficial for me. Like it has to be mutually and anything I'm doing that's not mutually beneficial, I know that okay, I'm actually giving this. This is like me. Like just saying, okay, like when we performed in the show we did in Ghana was absolutely free. You know, it was it was free entry, and trust me, what that brought was greater than what we'll have paid for. You get what I'm saying? So like, just really trust your process as an artist, as a creative. Trust your process. Once you're really, really like your your head is really focused there, I think everything will just come. It comes know. naturally. Simple. Yeah, like things come naturally. Yeah. Mm. That's that's the greatness there. Thomasin, you work with people professionally. Like when you've had to say no to people, how did you handle it? And myself, oh. both for like whether you call me a dickhead uh-huh. or you call me a bitch or you call me whatever you want to call me, go ahead. But just like he said, I think of myself 
Fest. Fest. Yes. Bruh, because I know you are you are looking at me and thinking, how can this babe help me? You're not thinking about how you can mm. help me. So Fair. me, if I say no to you, it's because I'm thinking to myself, hmm, this thing no go benefit me like that. I can't put in my time, energy, and resources into this because I'm not going to get what I want out of this. So maybe in two years' time or one year's time, whatever time might be, I might come back. I can, afford, I can yeah. afford and come say, back. yeah. Go come. Go mm. come back. So, yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, I think, I think it's, just straightforward. Sim- it's as simple as ABC. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much, guys, for joining us today oh, on today's thank show. Thank it's you. so amazing to have you guys here. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you guys next time. Thank Stay you. safe. Peace right. and love. Stay care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, face masks and sanitize. Still, your hands. COVID is still out it's there. Still real. It's still, still real. real. Sanitize your hands. Cloud. Cloud. Reach out.